Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Now on the line with us, we're going to talk about crime. That's an epidemic not only in the city, but across New York State and in many states across the country. It is the Albany County District Attorney, David Suarez. Welcome back to Cats at Night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. I know you wanted to, you know, uh, Ed Cox well. Ed Ed, Ed Cox here. You know, the crime situation is pretty bad here. Just in the streets, uh, just random attacks on people. Uh, shootings, et cetera. What, what's the situation in Albany in your jurisdiction? Well, it's it's the same here. Um, what we have in, in Albany is a, a five-year high of, of crime and violence, a 33% increase over the course of the last uh, um, uh, uh, five years. And so we're, we're dealing with it, um, but it's it's a frustrating experience. Uh, and my focus now is to just continue to draw attention to the fact that um, the, the crime and the violence as it's happening here is really harming uh, the black and brown community. Uh, up, up to today, we have over 80 individuals who have uh, gone to our local trauma center uh, with, with bullets in their bodies. And, and so that's, that can never be acceptable. Uh, but whenever we're talking about crime and would in, in public safety, we seem to be discussing it in political terms, and we're not doing enough to actually talk about who is being hurt. So, District, so what, I'm sorry, District Attorney uh, Suarez, do, how do you think uh, bail reform plays a part in the rising crime? It, it's played the most significant part, and I think that anyone who's arguing, um, you know, to the contrary is, is, is being disingenuous. One of the things that we do in, in public safety is we identify individuals who are engaged in crimes and we um, we attempt to, to remove them from community. But when judges are, are compelled to consider the least restrictive condition and they're deprived from considering um, and exercising discretion and considering community safety, um, those individuals go right back onto the street. And the reality is it's the smallest number of, of individuals in our community that are committing the most um, violence, and, and and therefore this idea that that um, that New York State, in its embrace of of these criminal justice reforms, this idea that this has nothing to do with with uh, the increase in crime is just it's disingenuous and absurd, and and we really need to to revisit this when uh, our officials come back to the House here in Albany. Uh, District Attorney Suarez, this is George Pataki. And first, thank you for what you're doing. You know, I spent 30 years in your great city. I love Albany. Uh, and I think as a, the greatest impediment to its economic and social revival is crime. Uh, and I know you're out there fighting the fight, and I appreciate that very much. Two points. First, thank you for saying that the victims are largely minorities. I've been saying that the whole way through. You have all these liberals who have drivers who use Uber or have doormen who, who don't appreciate what is happening on the streets, particularly if you're working from four to midnight or if you're riding the subway at midnight. The most vulnerable are those in the communities that have the least economic opportunity. And that is a message that I think people like you have to get out because that will help change the political dynamic. My other question is, uh, first, thank you for having the courage to call out the insanity of the no bail law and the fact that so many of these crimes are being repeated by people who have been uh, arrested over and over and over. Would you support the call for a special session of the legislature simply to repeal the no bail law? 
I, I would support this. I would support this for, for the reasons you just stated, sir. And I, uh, as a former neighbor of yours, I, I, I thank you for, for the services that you provided uh, here in the state of New York. And for the reasons that you've previously mentioned, the fact that this, it's just harming those that are already in the most vulnerable positions. And, um, you know, one of the greatest vulnerabilities that we have in addition to, to bail reform is, is the raise the aid statute that prohibits um, uh, prosecutors from from enforcing our, our gun laws uh, to individuals who are 16 and 17 year olds. We have to establish um, by 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 clear and convincing evidence. We have to establish that an individual who is 16 and 17 uh, possessing a loaded firearm displays the loaded firearm in order for us to keep that individual in the adolescent part. Uh, and prosecute that individual. If a person is carrying a loaded firearm and does not display it, you know, they get to go to family court where, you know, they they receive counseling and they're right back out on the streets. Um, Just this year alone, we are already at 167 confirmed shots fired in, in, you know, a small pocket of of our community. That is just an unacceptable way for, for good um, hardworking citizens with children to live uh, under those conditions. And, and for me, this isn't, as you know, I'm, I'm a, a lifelong Democrat and a, a progressive one at that. And I think, I think you all know that. Um, but I have to be consistent in, in my advocacy for communities, whether we're talking about failed policies of public safety like the Rockefeller drug laws or, um, in this case, um, you know, bail reform and, and, and raise the age. They must come back to the Capitol, and and, and it's it, it's immoral not to um, to be back here to address this issue. There are people that are dying, literally people dying. DA Suarez, what do you say to Kathy Hochul and so many other legislators that say, listen, the stats simply don't support overturning bail reform, that we're not seeing repeat offenders, or I don't know what you guys are talking about. What, what do you say to that? And also another question I have to ask you, what percentage of those crimes being committed are by kids or by people under the age of 18 here in New York City? We're seeing rampant crime among teenagers. That, that's exactly what's happening. In addition to those younger children being exploited by by older uh, criminals, knowing that the. Um, that they're not going to experience the same uh, criminal liability coming out of out of family court. And, and what I would say to, to our leaders, again, I, look, I understand I understand the political dynamics here, but I, I think that we have to muster enough courage to, to look beyond the politics here and just see what effects that that the rise in crime is having on those that, that are living in the most challenged of conditions, as, as, uh, as Mr. Pataki had previously just stated. This is the thing that is, that, that is keeping this community down and preventing, um, you know, th- those, those boats from rising, right, uh, with, the, with the rising tide, which I, I believe there are opportunities that are coming down the pike, but unless we are able to eliminate crime, significantly reduce it and restore order, I just don't think that it's going to happen, and, and I would I would welcome that conversation with our leadership right now. And I would also welcome the opportunity to, to address those statistics that I, I believe the Division of Criminal Justice Services had provided at at, a, at an event a few weeks ago that they were touting, because that, that those statistics do not tell the full story. We have a healthy, 
healthy inventory of violence that we are continuing as we speak to attempt uh, to solve. And those numbers do not speak of the current uh, inventory of violence that I think every city in the state of New York is experiencing. D.A. Soros, you you deal with the uh, cops all the time in Albany. They come to you with the arrests. Uh, they must be very frustrated. This situation uh, are are they are they as aggressive as they should be? Or are they just because of the uh, frustration uh, pulling back a bit? The greatest challenge right now in in, in public safety leadership is to continue um, is to continue to, to to preach every single day to to those of us our, our colleagues to continue to instill confidence and and you know sending the consistently sending the message that at the end of the day we're the only ones that can really help make a difference in these communities because we don't have you know the same um, the, the amount of of outcry. Uh, that you see when when there are other you know acts of violence, uh, we just don't see it in in, in in the vulnerable communities. And so, if if the community is losing us, then all is lost. And so that's the message that we continue to deliver every day uh, to our partners in law enforcement, as well as to, to prosecutors who are working very very hard to hold uh, violent people accountable. Dear Soros, uh, John Katsimatidis, and I keep saying this, uh, but the people have to hear it over and over again. Uh, we had the uh, commissioner, uh, police commissioner on the show a couple of weeks ago, and it's 3,000 violent repeat criminals in New York City that are terrorizing 90% of the crimes, terrorizing 8.5 million New Yorkers. Why is a hasty, uh, the speaker hasty and, uh, and cousins on uh, the New York State, uh, State Senate supporting 3,000 repeat violent criminals instead of a peaceful, uh, uh, city for eight and a half million New Yorkers? Nobody understands it. And, and I'm, I'm quite frankly, I, I, I don't understand it myself, um, because I think now we've had enough time to see um, the effects of, of the reforms and the impact uh, that it's having on communities. But, you know, I still think that we are at a place where if we made those changes, we could restore order. But I, but I don't believe that, that we may be able to do that if more sessions come and nothing is done. Um, Agreed. The Agreed. The, the, yeah, the commissioner, I... I, I my hat's off uh, to her and, and the challenge that the, the men and women in New York City uh, have in front of them, um, be, because it is extremely frustrating. And, and the worst part, uh, sir, is, is having to, to have these conversations with victims and, and doing more. Victim advocates are doing more now in, in terms of, 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 uh, of, of witness protection planning. Um, because these individuals, we can no, we can no longer assure victims of crime that that they should you know be comfortable in their home and in their space because this individual is going to be held pre-trial. I wouldn't we send uh, DA. I wouldn't send my kids down to the subway. I don't think you would send your children down to the subway either. I mean, it, it, how can the MTA make a comeback if parents will not send their kids down to the subway? And these are the issues that I think we're all experiencing. It's 
I, I, I speak with people uh, on, on many occasions who are just so frustrated, who are not directly victims of crime, but, but are also experiencing and feeling the diminishment in, in the quality of life. Um, and, and that's just something that we have to take on. We, we just have to take on. And, you know, for people using subways, but also for people who live in, in you know, quiet streets uh, in, in upstate communities that should be quiet, but continue to be barraged by gunfire. And the reality is, right now, we are experiencing as a state a, a significant proliferation of illegal guns uh, coming into our communities, either by bordering states or, or through the Internet. And you know what's what's is equally as dangerous to having such proliferation of, of of guns on our streets is having the proliferation, the repeat proliferation of offenders willing to use those guns. I would just encourage our leaders uh, upon their return, even calling a special session to address this violence, but even upon their return to make this the priority um, for on behalf of New Yorkers. Well, District Attorney David Suarez, thank you so much for putting the people ahead of everything and what you're doing and standing up and having the courage and saying what needs to be said. And thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, because we we can't keep losing our children to senseless violence on both ends, whether they are the perpetrators of the crime, they're being used as pawns or they happen to be the victims. So thank you so much, District Attorney David Suarez. I appreciate you for amplifying this message. Thank you so much. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.